Good evening, everyone. It is Tuesday, May the 28th, 2019. It is currently 10.04 p.m. Central Time. Well, this is going to be a very, and I mean very, strange episode. I hope you're prepared because this is going to be hopefully very interesting, but it's also going to be a pretty wild ride. Now, I know some of you, maybe you're a little skeptical. Some of you are asking, well, wait a minute. How strange are we talking about? You, you may be asking, well, how interesting can one of your podcasts actually be? Some of you may be thinking, well, I mean, wild? I mean, how wild are you talking about? What, what are you really trying to say? Well, let me, let me give you at least a hint. I'm currently holding something in my hands. You can tell it's a book. Those are pages. I am currently holding in my hand the Satanic Bible. Yeah, you heard me right. I am holding in my hand the Satanic Bible. Now, I know that's not the typical way you start a podcast. You don't start a podcast by saying, hey, welcome everyone. Oh, this is going to be really, really strange, really, really wild. And oh, by the way, I'm holding the Satanic Bible in my hand. But hey, this is where we are. You're listening and hopefully you'll continue to listen. But I just want to prepare you that this is going to be maybe a little different than what you are accustomed to. Now, here's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to be dealing with issues that relate to philosophy. I'm going to be dealing with issues that relate to theology. I'm going to be dealing with issues that relate to, and I have to place it in a separate category because it's so misunderstood. I'm going to be dealing with issues related to Satanism, and I'm going to be dealing with issues relating to comic books. Philosophy, theology, Satanism, comic books, all in one episode of a podcast. Now, just, just saying that, I realize how crazy that sounds. And you know what else I, I realize? How really impossible this task is going to be. So right now, part of me just wants to hit stop and say, you know, forget this. Because for someone to try to deal with issues related to philosophy, theology, Satanism, and comic books, and put it all together in something that makes sense, something that is cohesive, something hopefully that will be beneficial and do it in one episode of a podcast, that person has to be really smart and has to be very articulate. And I know, I know, oh, trust me, I'm very aware that I'm not really qualified enough to pull this off. But you're kind of stuck with me. So hopefully, hopefully, in spite of my weaknesses, in spite of my lack of of being articulate, in spite of not being the smartest, hopefully I can still try. I mean, sometimes you have to try big things and fail miserably to try to succeed at anything, right? So I'm going to try this. Philosophy, theology, Satanism, comic books, in one episode. Are you ready? All right, I have spent countless number of hours today and this evening reading page after page, after page, 
after page after page. I think you get the idea. I've spent a lot of time today reading pages of comic books. I could state it another way. I have spent a large amount of time today reading one comic book after another comic book. Now, if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, you have a pretty good idea why I'm spending this Tuesday evening reading one comic book after another comic book. I am trying to get ready. I am trying to prepare myself for the big summer of 2019 comic book event. DC Comics is holding a comic book event that they are calling Event Leviathan. Now, this is a big story arc, a big storyline that's going to involve a number of different DC comic titles. Now, I was hoping that here, well, less than an hour, I was hoping that at 11 p.m. Central Time, the first comic book that's really going to kick off this summer comic event would be released at 11 p.m. Central Time. I'm being told by people who know more than I do, that it probably will not be released till 8 a.m. in the morning. So tonight, I'm continuing just trying to get myself ready, reading as many comic books as I can, trying to be prepared, reading comic books that are dealing with some of the characters who will be a part of this event, Leviathan, and, and reading their, their character arc, seeing how maybe their motivations are changing, or, this is very important, their philosophy is changing. What is happening to a lot of major comic, uh, major, um, how could I say it, major ideas that are present within a lot of the DC comic universe right now, a multiverse, what, 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 what's happening to the multiverse. There's a lot of things going on within the DC universe of comic books, storyline-wise, and how all of this is going to come together in this event, Leviathan. I don't know if it's going to be a good event. I don't know if the storyline's going to be very good. I don't know if it's going to be a great story arc. I don't know if it's going to be good character development. I have no idea, but I'm reading comic book after comic book after comic book, trying to get prepared. And according to two websites, there is a series of comic books, seven issues to be exact, that were pointed out that you should probably read these. You don't have to, but you should because one of the main characters, the character development in this may be crucial to Event Leviathan. So I said, okay, where are these seven issues? Well, I went back, started looking for them. And just so that everyone knows, the app that I use to read my comic books is Comixology. Comixology. You can get the Comixology app from the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store. Comixology is a way that you can read comic books digitally. If you have an iPad, it's awesome. It's beautiful. It, it takes you frame to frame of what they call a guided view. I mean, it just makes co reading comic books, uh, to me, I love it far better than a physical copy. Um, it's awesome. Um, you, you sign up on the Comixology website. You use your Amazon account. You purchase the comic books or you can subscribe where you can read all kinds of comic books for like $9 a month. Uh, some comic books you still have to buy. Um, but then you, uh, you buy them on the website and you read them on the Comixology app. Definitely worth it. So I went to Comixology trying to find these, these issues of these comic books that these websites saying, hey, you need to read. And it led me, I'm opening up Comixology app right now, to a series of comic books. You, you probably have heard of this series 
the Justice League. I mean, they made a movie recently about the Justice League. The Justice League has been a part of pop culture. The Justice League has been a, a part of, you know, uh, cartoons. I mean, everyone knows the Justice League. I mean, there's toys, there's comic books, there's movies. There's, I mean, you just, you get the idea the Justice League is kind of a part of it. Well, sometimes in comic books, You'll have something that's been around for a long time and they'll kind of say, all right, kind of here's a, a new start to that series. And so in 2018, I guess it was kind of a new start for the Justice League and they started a uh, the series and it's continuing on here in 2019. But the first seven issues were put together um, in what is uh, called Justice League 2018 Volume 1, The Totality. Justice League 2018, Volume 1, The Totality. Now, I know some of you don't care about comic books. Just stay with me because we're going to be dealing with all these other issues. I'm just giving you the background, right? Justice League 2018, Volume 1, The Totality. Now, The Totality is just some kind of force, some kind of power. It was kept behind the source wall. Something went wrong. The, the power, the energy was released. People are trying to get control of this power, and there's certain things associated with this, and there's these questions about what it's going to do and how it's going to impact people, and, and how, what is it going to ultimately reveal. And that sets everything up because when you start reading these seven issues in volume one, the totality, first you find out it's dealing a lot with philosophical concepts. But the more you read, it begins to raise some very important issues that relate to philosophy, theology, Satanism, and of course, they're all found in a comic book. All right, that's the background. Now let's dig in. Are you ready? Here we go. I want you to think about this term, all right? You may want to write down the definition. The term is self-awareness. Self-awareness. The definition of self-awareness is conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. Conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. Let me now ask it in a question form. How knowledgeable are you really about your own character, about your own feelings, about your own motives, about your own desires. How knowledgeable are you really? How self-aware are you really? Everyone probably thinks they're very self-aware. A lot of people pretend that they're very in tune with themselves, but are we truly in tune with ourselves? Are we in tune with what we think we want to be? In other words, are we really in tune of the perception we have of ourselves, even if that perception is not accurate? Because we've all been influenced by people saying, this is the way you should live. This is the way you should think. This is the right way. This is the wrong way. And so when we look to ourselves, we sometimes don't want to see the honest truth about ourselves. We don't want to see what we really desire. We don't want to see what we really are in our character. We, we want to see what we think 
that we should be. We, want, we may want to look at ourselves through the eyes of what we want to be, what we should be, not what we really are. Nobody really wants to look sometimes to the true self. We want to look to a perceived self. Now, this is a very important concept in this series of comic books, and it's a very important concept in philosophy. It's a very important concept in Satanism. It's a very important concept in theology, all right? This idea of self-awareness. So how self-aware are you? Let me go to the comic book. I have a number of screenshots saved here from the comic book, and I'm going to read some different quotes, some different parts of the dialogue, all right? Here's part of it. Here's one scene. Now, I'm not going to go through all the comic book background and explain everything and who everyone is. I just want you to listen to the dialogue. We're, we're taking concepts from the comic book. This is not about the comic book. This is about the concepts contained within it. All right. Here we go. One million years from now. One million years from now. But at the end of time, there were no gods left. One million, one million years from now, at the, at the end of time, there were no gods left. All right. The next page says only Luther. Now, if you know Luther is one of the well, Luther is one of the major um, villains. Okay, um, in the DC comic book, uh, you know Lex Luthor. I mean, he, him, and Superman, and all. I mean, we could go on. He plays a major role in this Justice League um, issues. Lex Luthor. So. There's no gods left. There's only Lex Luthor. Okay, how did we get here? Well, here, listen to this dialogue. This is very important. How? How did this happen? Society stopped fooling itself. People were told to aspire to be some fictional better version of who they are. But they couldn't ever hold on to it because it was all a lie. All right, so according to this, the way we reach the point in a million years from now, there aren't any gods left. There's only Luthor, right? The villain of villains. The only reason he's kind of now the, the dominant idea, the dominant deity almost, is because society stopped fooling itself. People were told to aspire to be some fictional better version of who they are. Society was told, hey, you try to be better, be a better husband, be a better wife, be a better kid, be a better employee, be a better this, be a better you, be a better you, be a better you. I mean, self-help books all about being a better you. And according to this, the dialogue in this comic book, they, they stopped fooling themselves. They stopped going along with this idea because they could never hold on to it because it was all a lie. The concept of being better was a lie, according to the dialogue here in this comic book. They go on to say this. It kept happening over and over for millennia until an archaeologist found the lost works of Luther and broadcast them to the world. Inspired by them, the people embraced what they really were on the inside, no matter how ugly it was. They stopped pretending to be superheroes. 
and then we conquer the universe in your name. We're explaining how a million years from now you ended up with Luther. People stopped this idea of better, this idea of good, this idea of a hero. They just embrace what they really were, right? Listen to this. Luther can almost hear them as he pilots Superman forward. Step by step, he understands his purpose now in yours. If he could, he would ask you the question he asked the rest. Why should you be better than your nature? Why should any of us? Wow, that's, that's really hitting it right there. The universe made you as you are with all your selfish animal impulses. Why feel guilty for them? Celebrate them. All the polite rules of civilization and morality have done nothing but hold you back from your potential. You know he's right. You feel it just like the rest of them. You want to do it. And what he's saying you want to do it is do, do the thing of embracing who you really are. In other words, truly become self-aware of what your nature is. And what your nature is, is filled with animal impulses. There's no idea of good. It's just desire. It's just survival. It's just a, a, an animal instinct. Don't, don't try to give it some, you know, idea of, you know, a hero and virtue and, and, and goodness and, and, and the betterment of humanity. It's just about you. It's embrace that selfishness. Embrace what you are. Become truly self-aware. Because if you truly become self-aware, then, then you experience truth. That's the idea in the storyline of this comic book, this, this power code, the totality. There's something in it that when it's released, it will allow everyone to realize what they really are, embrace their nature, which then ultimately it raises this ethical question. If that's really what the universe was supposed to be, basically evil, basically driven by evil impulses, and there shouldn't be this idea of morality, and there shouldn't be this idea of good, then in the philosophy of the comic book, the superheroes are really the villains. Because they're trying to they're trying to project a morality upon people. They're trying to, to fight against these animal impulses. They're holding people back. They're literally fighting what the universe should be. The heroes are really the bad guys and the villains are really the good guys. That's kind of the, the philosophy being projected in this comic book. But when I was reading this, I was overwhelmed with the very important concept. And it comes right here from the Satanic Bible. As someone very familiar with the Satanic Bible, someone who's read it multiple times, written papers on it, as soon as I started reading this comic book, I'm like, wow, this is Satanism. This is pure Satanism. Now, when I say it's Satanism, I'm not saying that the comic book is promoting Satanism, but it's borrowing some of the philosophy of Satanism for this storyline, for this story arc. I mean, you got to let the story play itself out. I'm not here to really give you a review of the comic book. I'm just taking the idea from it. 
Because make sure we understand this, Satanism, the Anton LaVey kind of Satanism, the author of the Satanic Bible, uh, the Church of Satan, uh, this kind of Satanism is a philosophy. It's not a religion per se. It's a philosophy more than it is anything. You could say it has some religious elements, but it's a philosophy. And I want to make sure you understand this. It's not about worshiping the quote-unquote actual devil or Satan of the Christian Bible. No, Satan and the devil are more symbolic. It's really about worshiping yourself. One of the most important holidays to a Satanist is your own birthday. You are the God you worship. You are the thing. It's about you. Let me give you an example from the introduction of the Satanic Bible. I took a, a screenshot of it, so I'd have it here on my iPad. This is right here. Um, I'm, I'm missing. I've got the physical copy right here. I, I think right after you, the cover is missing from mine because I've had mine since I was a teenager. It's got burn marks from candles sitting on top of it. Um, the cover is missing, but I think as soon as you open the cover, you have Anton uh, LaVey's kind of like his signature, and then you have this introduction. I'll just read some of the introduction. Called the Black Pope by many of his followers, Anton LaVey began the road to high priesthood of the Church of Satan when he was only 16 year, years old and an organ player in a carnival. On Saturday night, I would see men laughing uh, after, I would, okay, let me read this again. On Saturday night, I would see men lusting, very, very big difference between lusting and laughing, all right? On Sunday, on Saturday night, I would see men lusting after half-naked girls dancing at the carnival. And on Sunday morning, when I was playing the organ for the tent show evangelist at the other end of the carnival lot, I would see these same men sitting in the pews with their wives and children, asking God to forgive them and purge them of carnal desires. And the next Saturday night, they'd be back at the carnival or some other place of indulgence. I knew then that the Christian church thrives on hypocrisy and the man's carnal, carnal nature wins out. From that, from, the, from that time early in his life, his path was clear. Finally, on the last night of April 1966, the most important festival of the believers in witchcraft, LaVey shaved his head and the tradition of ancient executioners and announced the for formation of the Church of Satan. He had seen the need for a church that would recapture man's body, listen, and his carnal desires as objects of celebration. Since worship of fleshly thing produces pleasure, he said, there, listen, there would be a temple of glorious indulgence. According to Anton LaVey, our nature, our indulgence, is basically animalistic. We have these animalistic desires, these fleshly desires. Stop fighting them. Stop denying them. Celebrate them. Embrace them. Indulge them. Satisfy them. Don't, don't push them down. Don't fight them. Don't try to reach for some quote-unquote higher good based on some morality imposed upon you. Throw them off. Go after them. 
That is kind of in the comic book. This idea is being played out by Luther and this uh, and this force and figuring out they've discovered the truth. The truth is. That's what the universe was meant to be. It wasn't meant to be a place of good and morality. It was supposed to be a place of of indulgence and carnal uh, desire being fulfilled. And these superheroes are really evil holding people back and holding the universe back from what it really should be. It's a fascinating, you know, fascinating concept. And a comic book of all places, you're getting this deep philosophical this deep philosophical discussion that clearly is connected to Satanism. And it'd be, I mean, it's just funny because so many times people look at comic books as this like, whatever, whatever. When there's these, again, brilliant things going on. It's just, it's just sometimes I'm, I'm shocked how something so brilliant and something that could be so viable, viable or valuable to interesting conversations is ignored by so many because they think they're better than it while they yet wouldn't even be able to understand the concepts that's contained within it. That's Sometimes that's kind of a humorous to me. Now, all right, so we've looked at it philosophically. We looked at it from a satanic point of view. Obviously, all this is coming from comic books. How do we look at it from a theological point of view, from a Christian theological point of view? Well, the Christian theological point of view is very interesting because the Christian theological point of view acknowledges that our nature, right? The Bible is very specific about this, that the the human heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. The Bible teaches that the most deceitful thing on the face of the planet is the human heart, not a politician, the human heart, The Bible's teaching is this, that we do not become sinners by sinning, but we sin because we are sinners by nature, that we have a corrupt nature that, yes, that seeks fleshly carnal desire, that that is our core nature. The Bible is adamant about that. That is what we are naturally. The difference is, The Bible's perspective is this. If we will see how corrupt we really are, see God as holy as he truly is, then we will be overwhelmed with guilt and cry out for God to save us because our sinful desire, right? Our corrupt nature makes us incapable of saving ourselves. We can never be good enough. We can never be holy enough. We can never keep enough rules because we are sinful in our nature. We're corrupt inwardly, which is is going to pollute everything we do. So nothing we can do can ever be right enough or pure, pure, pure enough. So we need a God who will save us, not based off what we can do, but based on what he does for us, sending forth his son to die for our sins, to pay for our guilt, and then to impute his righteousness to our account so that when God sees us, he, de- he sees the righteousness of his son who's accredited to us, even though we do not deserve it and we cannot earn it. It's a radically different approach. The Bible acknowledges a corrupt nature, but it doesn't say celebrate it. It doesn't say embrace it. It says understand how bad you are, but yet God is holy and God condemns it. Therefore, you must cry out to God for salvation. 
the comic book, the, the villains in the comic book are, are promoting the idea, no, 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 no. This is what we were supposed to be. There is no God. We're supposed to be evil. And anyone who tries to stop the evil, they're really, they're really evil because the evil that we are supposed to be is really good because it's what we're really supposed to be. And anyone who tries to stop it, they're really evil because they're stopping what we should be. That's the comic book philosophy. The satanic philosophy is, hey, this is what we are. Celebrate it. It's not, don't feel bad about it. It's what, in the same way, it's, it's almost identical to the comic book. It's what we're supposed to be. Indulge satisfy it. And the Bible comes along and says, no, 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 no. When we truly see God as he is, then we'll become, and, and here's the problem. Um, self-awareness, most of us are not aware, truly aware of ourselves. We're not truly self-aware because we are blinded. We are blinded to who we are because we have, we look at, we, we don't want to see who we really are because we want to pretend that we're better than we are. We don't want to acknowledge it. The comic book uses this idea of this force that will open everyone's eyes to see who they really are. And once they really see who they are, they will give up this idea of being good or giving up, they'll give up this idea of heroes. That's the comic book idea. The biblical model is this. The only way we can truly see ourselves as we really are is to see God as he truly is. I would point you to Isaiah chapter 6. When Isaiah sees God as he really is, then Isaiah, the prophet, immediately begins to pronounce a curse on himself. He says, woe is me. I'm undone. It's true. When we truly study who God is, we become aware of what we are. And when we become aware of what we are, then we will realize how corrupt we really are. See, most people aren't willing to acknowledge how corrupt they are. They're never willing to acknowledge it because they always want to pretend that they're better. But if we are truly self-aware, we, we, will, we will see the darkness in the, and the sinfulness in, in us using a biblical term. The Bible says if we study God, we become aware of what we are, but then the, the correct response isn't, okay, let me celebrate that because that's what I'm supposed to be. No, the Bible would say that's not what we were supposed to be. The reason we became that way is because of Adam and Eve's sin. All right, we could go through the whole biblical model, but you, most of you probably already know that idea. But the Bible would say, no, 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 don't embrace it. Don't celebrate it. Don't even try to fight it. What you do is realize how helpless you are and cry out to God to save you. You need to be saved because you cannot save yourself. And then the Christian model is, we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone. And as we are saved, we begin to now walk following God and this process of sanctification occurs, which is a struggle against our nature. We begin to move forward. The Bible never says to celebrate the nature, to fight it. Very different perspectives. The comic book embraces kind of a philosophical concept and a satanic concept, which Satanism is a philosophy, and puts it together. Now, again, that is the that is a part of the story arc. How it's all going to finish itself out, I don't know. I, my prediction is it'll finish itself out by humanity will wake up and go, no, that's not what we really are. There's some goodness inside of us, and, and, and it's going to be a very humanistic solution. Obviously, it's not going to be a Christian solution, but it's just fascinating that this very deep philosophical concept, which has elements of Satanism in it is right there in a Justice League 
<laughs> series of comic books. And I don't know how many people will read it and never even catch on. So, there's a lot more I could say, but I think you get the basic idea. So let me say this again. Self-awareness is conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. How truly self-aware are you? And I'll provide you a biblical statement here. You'll never truly understand yourself as you truly are until you understand God as he truly is. The way to understand who you really are is to see God as he is. Once you see God as he is, then you're, all the facade, all the, all the blinders will come off and you'll become so self-aware and you'll immediately go, woe is me, I am undone, I am unholy, I am corrupt to the very core. And then the biblical model will be then you cry out to Jesus Christ, you cry out to God to save you in the person of his son who he sent his son to die for us. We need salvation. We need to be saved. The, the satanic idea is, no, you don't need to be saved from anything. Just embrace it and celebrate it. And the church of Satan is a church, a temple to celebrate the natural desire, the flesh, and to indulge it. It's a radical different approach. What Anton LaVey did not realize is, yes, there is a little bit of hypocrisy within Christianity, but it's only hypocrisy when we don't admit what we really are. The true Christian teaching is, I am a sinner and thought, word, and deed by what I do and by what I do not do. I am a sinner in my very nature. I cannot save myself. I am crying out to God to save me, and now I am walking and fighting against the flesh with the word of God, relying on him, trying each day to become, to be, to be, that I'm being molded and transformed little by little into the image of God in the sense of taking upon his character and his attributes. But this process of sanctification will not end until I am in his presence, which is called glorification. Christians should never try to pretend that we're something that we're not. We have to be self-aware. Well, we're still sinners. We're just saved by grace. God's righteousness is imputed to our account. That's imputed righteousness. Practical righteousness is a struggle that we are working out with fear and trembling and through his word and all the different concepts that go along with it. Justice League, Volume 1, The Totality, promotes an idea that man at its very core is evil corrupt, and that any attempt to say otherwise is wrong, and that what people should do is embrace the evil, and anyone who tries to fight against it, they're really evil. The good is the embracing of what we're really, they, they would say that we were supposed to be evil. We were supposed to be selfish. Now, of course, the Christian idea would say, no, we were not created that way. Adam and Eve sinned. Sin came into the world and corrupted us, all right? That's not the way, it, that's not the way um, that's not the ultimate plan. The ultimate plan is to restore us, all right? We, we could get into a whole discussion there. I know God's sovereignty comes into that in a, a big concept, but you get the idea. Satanism comes along and says, hey, yes, that's our base na nature. We, should, we don't, should, shouldn't even worry about fighting it or who, who cares about who's fighting it. We should just celebrate it and create a church uh, that acknowledges it and indulges it. And Christianity comes along and says, hey, 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 
The only way you're truly going to understand how corrupt you really are is to see God as he truly is. When you are overwhelmed with God's holiness, you'll see how, how sinful you really are. You'll realize how helpless you are. You'll start stop trying to save yourself through your own works of righteousness and trying to be good because you can never be good enough. You'll call upon God to save you by grace alone, through faith alone, through Jesus Christ alone. Very different concepts. I know I'm oversimplifying some of this. I did a very good job, I think, of articulating the concept in the comic book. I did a pretty good job of articulating the uh, satanic philosophy. It's not hard to get. get. Uh, the biblical concept would require, you know, hours of sermons to unpack it, but I gave you a basic summary of it. So how self-aware are you? How self-aware are you? You can only truly understand yourself when you see God as he truly is. And once you see yourself as you are, don't indulge it. Don't even try to fight it. Call out to God to save you. Call upon Jesus Christ. Say, I accept your sacrifice. I trust in you. Save me. Then find a Bible. Start reading it. Find a church and start learning. A biblical church, a church that truly takes the Bible seriously, not all the fun and games and garbage that's infiltrating the American church. Now, I don't know where you may hear this, wherever you may hear it. If you have questions about any of this, email me at newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. I will answer any question you may have about anything, about the comic book, about uh, philosophy, about the Satanic Bible, or about Christianity. And if you would like more uh, uh, Christian content, just look for the VBC66 app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. The Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, do a search for VBC, which stands for Victory Baptist Church, and the number 66. VBC66, there's countless, I mean, there's hours after hours of sermons and seminary lectures and, and church history and theology and biblical interpretation. It's all right there on the VBC 66 app. It's free. We don't want anything from you. We just want to make it available. All right. I did my best. I know this was a little strange. We had philosophy. We had Satanism. We had theology. and We had comic books all thrown together in one podcast. It may be a, a mess I tried not to just rant. I tried to make it concise and comprehensive and, and, and tried to make it cohesive. And hopefully I provided you something that was interesting and beneficial. All right, it's, uh, it's almost 11 p.m. I'm going to be checking Comixology because I'm ready to get this Leviathan event ready to go. I'll be uh, posting uh, some podcasts about the uh, Leviathan event. I'm going to be looking at the comic books from a... Um, theological, philosophical perspective. My friend's in Nebraska. Who, he has got a website called Whack Matters. I think it's whackmatters.com. He's going to be looking at it more from a comic book perspective. So there's going to be a lot of content and a lot of places dealing with this event. If you'd like to follow along, just email me at newsif at yahoo.com and I will keep you informed about what's being posted where and make sure you have access to everything. It should be fun. And if, you, if you're new to comic books, get the Comixology app. I can tell you where to start. And uh, welcome to the wonderful world of, of comic books, man. I mean, sometimes uh, the philosophical things inside comic books blow my mind. As someone who, who has studied philosophy and I've got degrees in religious education, theology, philosophy, um, church history. I mean, I, you know, I, I've, I've gone nothing but school my whole life. And I can still sometimes read a comic book and go, wow. 
wow, this is pretty good stuff. Now, it, 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 of course, they never, they don't expand it. I mean, it's a comic book, but they in, introduce you to the idea and then you can take the idea and sit there and think about it, which is what I've been doing all day after reading these Justice League comic books. I need to read volume two because I want to see how this story ends to see if I'm right or if I'm wrong with my prediction. All right. I don't know if I call this a success or an absolute horrible failure. Maybe it's just somewhere in between. And I don't want in between. In between is mediocrity. I want either success or failure. I don't want in between. Hopefully it's one of, hopefully, well, I don't want it to be fail. I want it to be a success. Hopefully you found something interesting. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful night. Go read something. Just find something and read it. Even if it's not a comic book, read something. Reading is a very important part of life. It's use that brain that we have. All right. Thank you. Have a good night.